If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, good evening, y'all. Um, we here, unhinged again, with the squad, Samira, Trey, and Steph. Today's a little different. Um, this one's a more of a, a mental health check, you know, kind of see how we doing after a series of nasty events, um, society, all the stuff we've been dealing with, you know, um, our culture, you know what I mean? A bunch of shit we shouldn't have to deal with. Fights we really shouldn't have to even have as humans. Um, that shit weighs a lot on us. So, right now, this is just like a, you know, a mental health check-in. So, just wanted to see how my people were doing. Um, you know, how y'all feeling? What's going on? Talk to me. Well... I um I saw I was gonna let the Lord use me for this one. Um, so basically, I think with everything going on right now, um, for me it's a lot. Um, it's like no matter where you turn, you see it. Um, normally I would go to like Twitter, Facebook, you know, just to get a laugh here and there. Now you go on Twitter, you go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, whatever. It's like in your face, like you can't escape it. Um. I think for me, it's like, I mean, I work and I'm also in grad school too. So I tend to try to, you know, juggle, have a little bit of fun here and there. Like I said, I would go and, you know, kind of hit social media just to kind of get like a mental break. But uh, with everything going on, it's, it's in your face. Um, I think for me in the last couple of weeks, it got to a point where like I was just like on edge, like just because the thing is, I think for me, like I internalize everything that I see so like if I was to have a conversation with y'all like if you know if Josh or Trey or Seth were to express their frustrations like I feel the frustration right so then it's that feeling plus my own thoughts on what's going on and then next thing you know like I'm like diving in a sea of deep thought plus emotion plus anger like it's, it's a lot it's a lot going on right now um and then on top of that you still have to wake up every day and do what you need to do right um it's not something that you can kind of carry over into the professional working environment right so you have you know different colleagues and i work with patients so like everybody sees what's going on i think for the most part but you have some people where you know their workplace is kind of addressing the uh the situation of racism and inequality and then you have some that are just like pretending like nothing's going on and you know we're here to work and we're here to you know do what we need to do so you know let's have a good week people <laughs> you know <laughs> you know so um yeah it's and then at the end of the day like I said it's just making sure that you I mean we're human right so you're going to feel something um I think for me I'm just at a point where like 
I didn't I don't know like I didn't think it was I always knew it was a big deal right growing up yeah. but to kind of see it like this and its intensity like it's on 10 right now um and, it, and it's there so I think for me it's kind of forced me to kind of look at things for kind of what it really is like maybe I was a little bit more sheltered um you know growing up or whatever like I didn't have any uh any beef with people that weren't people of color um I never really had to deal with um I guess like racism like that I definitely grew up with different types of friends different types of backgrounds whatever you know like I'm having sleepovers with white people <laughs> you know what I mean like I never would have I back then I didn't think that I would have to like watch my back or you know be like oh well I'm different than them so like I can't I have to move a certain type of way and now being older and like kind of seeing shit and then also being here in the south like it's just not the same feeling so it's just like damn this shit is legit and like you see people you got karens running all over the place yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so a lot of tone deaf people out here too yeah it is and now and that's the thing i think for me I, I, I do feel some type of way, but now I feel myself. At first, it was like, oh, you know, like, people, we're going to respect people and love everybody. And, you know, kumbaya, I grew up in a Christian type of household. So, like, you know, it's like, love thy neighbor. I didn't really see um, the the color difference. Um, even now, for me, I will I will say that I, I've never thought of myself being less than anybody else, um, no matter what color that they were. Um, I think for me kind of coming into and like working where I work, there's been a couple of times where, um, you know, someone would come in, they'd be white or whatever. Let's just keep it a bug. You know, they're white and like they would try to like talk down on me like, oh, I have a degree, you know, and like my response is, OK, my nigga, I do too. Like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so um, I, I didn't have to I didn't have to deal uh, with that until here. And now with everything going on, like I watch these videos sometimes, y'all, and I'd be like, you know what, Lord, please let that not be me. Like, I don't know what I would do, honestly, if a Karen was to approach me on some bullshit. But I'm at a point now, I'm like, yo, these hands is for everybody. Because I feel like now, just with the, the tension, with the energy going on, like, people are really trying it. And I just yeah. feel like they got us fucked up. <laughs> so, sure. at the end of the day, um, and, you know, I'm just... <clears throat> Just trying to take it one day at a time. I feel like I've been talking for a minute, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's a lot to uh, take in. Um, I, I do worry about my friends. I worry about my family. I worry about the kids that I don't have yet. Um, just kind of looking at where everything is. I am getting to a point where I don't even know if I would, you know what I'm saying? Like, really want to have children like in this type of environment, like. Yeah. Um, right now, like, and again, I'm not even married, but I'm fearful of things like that. So I can only imagine what uh, those people who do have children go through. And these are the things that I'm saying. Like, I think about this, and it just makes me sad. Um, because I, again, like, I don't see anyone above or below me. Like, I feel like, you know, we're all human. You eat, sleep, shit, die the same way that I do, my nigga. Like. I don't have anything against white people, but honestly, I feel like they age in dog years. So, um, anything that you say to me, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck because you're probably ugly anyway. Y'all don't season fucking food. 
Um, y'all <laughs> always sit here. Sorry, <laughs> but I'm sitting here. But I'm telling y'all, like these are the things that be going through my head when they really try it because I look different than them. You know what I mean? Like y'all are sitting here having this perception of what you think is and for me i just love myself i love my people um so again i don't see it anything like that like anytime they try to buck off it's like first of all see me in the hands bro like <laughs> you're <laughs> i will fuck you up so i i don't let it i don't let it get to me um in that type of way uh and i don't know i just feel like the ones and i'm not gonna make it seem like everybody is all bad they're not it's just the karens out here like Try yeah. me, bro. <laughs> so, but yeah, that that's where I am. Um, just to kind of sum everything up, I'm trying to look at the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I do check on my friends. I have people checking on me. Um, you know, and I really just try to look out, love, and uplift each other right now because it's it's a lot going on. Well, my bad, y'all. No, no, no. Too good bad. intro. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, that's a good intro. About, I like you know, it. We we here we here for you you so know we here with me. you mm. so you know what I mean that's 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 how you feel that's how you feel Trey you good how you feeling bro I need to go last you need okay <laughs> I see what's going I on I need to go last yeah. for sure all right so um Steph you want me to go <laughs> I go I go I go what you got Jack <laughs> right now um I'm just um. There are times when I don't know how to feel, but most of the time it's just like frustrated, angry, kind of, you know, I'm just, I'm really disappointed more so than anything because you're, you're, you're dealing with people on a regular basis and it's just like for an adult to not fully grasp that another human is being treated like shit simply because they look different. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, even when I was younger and I saw black dudes dogging white people, I was like, damn, what did he do? He, they like, he just white. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, did he say something? No. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, like, and I'm just like, it, it was always crazy to me because um, I just see people as people. Um Decent is decent, in my eyes, anyway. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's a lot to take in. You got a lot of people apologizing. I feel like a lot of people apologizing because they feel like it's the sexy thing to do. You know, Black Lives Matter, everybody got their fists in the air. I mean, a lot of people that have their fists in the air couldn't walk a day in a black person's shoes. You know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't know where to turn, where to start. Because we deal with shit that you shouldn't have to deal with. Like, we always have to be better. You know what I mean? Mm. We always have to be smarter. Five times better. We always got to be faster, stronger. Like, everything, we always have to be superior. But we're treated as we're inferior. And that shit really began to me. Because I'm like, if you look at me and you see tattoos and a beard... You you automatically assume that the first things out of my mouth is gonna be bullshit, and then when I don't sound like a complete fucking idiot, you like I've I've had conversations with people and they looking at me, and they're like I I could have one whatever I'm, you know what I mean whatever and mm-hmm. I look like I'm straight out of New York came off the train and and they looking at me like 
we already know what kind of convo we about to get. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, what's going on? And I can talk to you about anything. And they're like, oh, whoa. And and then like you can see a person's whole demeanor change, literally. Like mm-hmm. their face, their attitude, they loosen up, lighten up, they could talk now, they don't you know, they don't feel like you're intimidating them. They don't like it's just like, what the fuck was it when you looked at me that scared you or like had you on edge? <laughs> like, I'm a human just like you are. I don't assume that you smell like Wet dog. Wet dog just because you're white. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's cool. I think it's cool to be different. You know what I mean? It's cool to be different. So, you know, I try to embrace people. But <clears throat> um, more along the lines of how I'm feeling, I'm just, like, seeing a lot of the things that's going on. Like, a lot of companies, you know, kind of drawing their line in the sand, so to speak, on where they stand on on uh, the topics, um, today's social climate. And it's just, it's kind of crazy that where we spend our money, if we took our money, like Trey always says, if we took our money out of their fucking store, we would be surprised how much shit would crumble. Uh Like, it would be... We actually just saw a lot of stuff crumble with the pandemic. So you're talking about two months of not getting the revenue. And that's just regular revenue. That's just regular, right. So, so you saw that you saw that go yeah. down and, and so like it, it's kind of it's crazy to think the the power that we have as as black people you know what I mean how unique we are how strong we are how gifted talented how blessed we really are you know what I mean I feel like we got superpowers that nobody got anyway absolutely I mean <laughs> but the thing about it is like for a group of people and it's not even, it's not all white people. It isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, but there are some that feel like you have to work extra hard to try to keep us down just because they know, like, they know where we at. You know what I mean? They know we're smart. That's the foundation. They, they, know, they know what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. So you work in your whole life to make shit uneven to stack the cards in, in your favor as long as you possibly can. But, I mean... If we decide to do some other things, then, you know what I mean? It is what it is. It'd be crazy out here, but, you know, um, I try to keep it light mentally because if I get deep in the weeds with it, it like... fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I really try not to go off the deep end because um, I know how it could be if I do that. So... I'm just... I'm here. I'm here. I'm and here. Okay. I got mm-hmm. air in my lungs. God is good. That's all I got. You know what I mean? Steph, how you feel? I'm going to chime in a little bit. I'm going to chime in. Um, I think for me, and I'll just speak for myself, um, I think we all, I mean, Josh, there was some stuff that you stated that I can kind of relate to, and Samira. Um, overall, literally the only word I can think of is depression. Mm. Like, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not angry. I don't want to say I'm not frustrated or whatever. But, I mean, more so than anything, I'm just sad. You know, like, it's just a, a an overall from head to toe feeling of literal sorrow and despair. Like, that's as, as doom and gloom as that sounds. Like, that's literally the best way for me to describe it. So, I literally, I don't, 
necessarily like to even talk about everything that's happening because for me like I'm kind of like Samira said like I'm a I like to just kind of put it away you know but it's like I feel like we've been doing a lot of putting away for a lot of years you know as as not even to be insensitive but like you get to a point where you're desensitized you know so just like a doctor who works in the hospital after you've seen so many people die like you're not crying at every you know what I'm saying like patient that you lose Mm-hmm. So it's like when you wake up and say, did you hear about the guy in Michigan? You're like, oh, wow, another one. You know, it's kind of like what it, what it felt like. Oh, so did you hear about the one? That, in, yeah. You know? And like, you can't even feel away because you're you're used to it. It's something like, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's clockwork. So I feel like, you know, we got, to, well, maybe not a lot of people, but I know there are other people that probably had that same sentiment where it was just like, dang, somebody else, dang, somebody. And it almost became something that's like, yeah, it's part of it. Like, that's part of being black you know it's just part of life it's just part of whatever um and then this last time it was like okay now we're we're fed up we're tired you know we over it so i understand people's reactions i understand why you feel mad and you want to go loot i understand why you want to petition i understand why you wanted this and that but for me like in that kind of depression feeling like i've literally just kind of been in my own box like people bringing stuff up to me or sharing articles or whatever about anything going on I'm just like oh wow that's crazy but like for the most part I kind of put it to the side because I'm like oof like once I read this I already know I'm about to go off the deep end you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so, so it's like for you to just engage yes yeah mm-hmm. to even have those conversations and the crazy part not crazy part because y'all both kind of said it like for me and like I said y'all mentioned some stuff I feel like I can't really think of a time that I've dealt with any type of racism or, you know, something that I felt I was looked at differently. In- Blatantly. Blatantly. Yeah, exactly. Because That's what I'm saying. For one, me, one, I never one, felt that. One thing yeah. I would say, though, too, honestly, for women, is because I know you all deal with gender, right? So the situation <laughs> that you all are better and more qualified, but there are situations, like, we haven't had a female president, which is insane. Yeah. Right? That's that's That's... That's pretty blatant right there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But what I was even going to take it further with is like, I feel like I've dealt with more. I don't want to use the word um, oppression, but, you know, belittling or whatever you want to call it from like my own sisters. And when I say sisters, I mean other black women, mm-hmm. like more of the, the stories that I can tell you or the instances that I can refer to is like me being treated a certain type of way because I was darker skinned than other people that I was mm-hmm. around. Within your community. So, exactly, from yeah. within my mm-hmm. own community. So, I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. Like, I was very, like Samira mentioned, like, I was, I was at sleepovers with the white kids. And it wasn't, it was white, it was Europeans. <laughs> I was like, niggas, if you ask people in high school, like, I kicked it with the Spanish people. Like, that was my crew. Was you know what I'm saying? Place, like, bro. yeah, like, that's <laughs> my And literally, when my, when some of the sprinkle few of, of black friends that I did have, um, when they were all applying to their HBCUs and this and that, I was like, oh no, I could never be around that many black people. You know, like, I, I was scared to be around thing. that many black people because I was like, they're going to bully me, they're going to this, they're going to that. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, oh, well, she speaks wider, she acts wider, she whatever. And I'm like, this is just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have whatever upbringings or struggles. And even coming from a Caribbean household, it's still different. You know, when I have conversations with my friends that are African-American, I'm like, mm, like we, we see it differently. You know, mm-hmm. like, and I'm Haitian. Like, even Haitians have their own version of what they went through, like, slavery-wise than what happened here. I still deal in the with States. that shit with, with the Dominicans. Yeah. 
that's that has to do more with the color between us being darker and them being lighter you know what i'm saying so when it when it comes to the the whites and the this and that i was never like like i said it didn't phase me like my closest friends were growing up that's what it was you know freaking born in connecticut like that's what it was so um you know to kind of be in where we where we are now it's like I don't have this feeling of like oh f white people I hate them and this and that or whatever it's just like I said that sorrow that's like dang like it's crazy that y'all look at us and I feel so I feel more so even though I know that there are plenty of women that have dealt with a lot of these issues as well or you know the women that have lost their lives between Sandra Bland and Breonna Taylor like you know I just feel for our black men I have three brothers you know what I'm saying like any time it's a situation that deals with them and any type of I mean luckily none of them have really been in some deep trouble or whatever before but there are some stories you know I remember my my younger brother um the street that I mean he born in Miami grew up in Miami whatever um the street that he grew up on like went running one night recently and you know now he's grown up of course not a little kid anymore he's tall he's like I don't know probably I don't know, six feet or something like that. And somebody called the police because they're like, it's a black man out here running. Like, you don't know this is the house that this nigga was born in. You know what I'm saying? Like, and has lived here probably before you even lived here, moved Mm -hmm. here. Most of our neighbors know each other. And like that made me feel a certain type of way, you know? So I don't have like some specific stories for myself, but that's more of the fear that I feel like, dang, they can't even walk outside or they can't even do this. And the sad part is that it can't be, it can't be, um, you know, as black women, we try to tell, we like Samira mentioned, we don't have kids, but like if you did have a kid, you tell your son like, okay, if, if a police stops you, like just keep your hands on the steering wheel, like don't say anything, don't look this way, don't look left, don't look right, don't comply, X, don't Y, comply, comply, yeah, you know, comply, don't make comply. them feel threatened, but like, I don't know if it was Josh who said it or Trey who said it or whatever, like it's literally just going to be because you are black. Like, you can literally, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Like, but because of that complexion, like, you can say the same exact words and it's still going to be threatening. So it's almost like you can't even really tell them, hey, just do this and you'll be okay. Just do that and you'll be okay. Because you have videos of people where it's like, you know, sir, where's your ID? Okay, I'm reaching for my wallet. Please don't do anything. And then boom, they're gone. And it's like, so, I mean, I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't, you know? So I almost feel like at this point in time or this place in life, I mean, things are changing, so that's the good thing, but it's almost like I felt like before we saw a lot of the changes, I felt like we were kind of helpless. Like there was no, there, there, there is no solution. We're starting to come, like I said, we're seeing companies or whatever that are making changes, you know, like even just simple things like taking the Confederate flags down, you know, from all these different places or whatever. It's showing, that's huge. You know, it's showing some form of, I don't know if it's a respect type of thing or whatever for us, but it doesn't fix the actual issue, which is the fact that like the entire system was created to break us down. So I think Trey or whoever was, so you, Josh was saying like how we're, you know, these magical creatures or whatever, blah, blah. We were, we were held back from knowing these great things about ourselves. So like I don't know if, I don't know when white people quote unquote ran into us or whatever it was like oh no nah, they're too powerful like they made it their duty and I don't want to say all white people I'm just saying you know the the ancestors or whatever they made it their duty to separate us to make sure that we don't have connections mm-hmm. between each other to 
you know, rip us apart or whatever. So that, it's like, yo, if these people get together and they really rise up, like, we are doomed. And little do you know, I mean, we're, like, generous, kind people. Like, y'all would have been able to have a little piece of cake at our table. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, they they were so threatened that they had to do everything possible. So that's, like, the police system, the, you know, freaking even from the, what is it, um, kindergarten to prison pipeline, whatever they call pipeline to prison, whatever it's called. Where it's like by the third grade, if you're at a certain reading level, they're making jail cells based on the reading level that these black third graders are at. Like, and that's that's facts that's as an crazy. educator. So it's like we, they're already counting us out from the beginning. They like that put them in these bad schools, put them in this area where they can't even have the resources to be able to read a book. You know, back then we wasn't even allowed to read. You was freaking lynched if they found a book on you because it was like, oh, no, nah, we're not going to let them get any type of education or knowledge to really like bring themselves up. I say all of that to say my bad. I didn't mean to go in on it like that. Like what? I felt like <laughs> Speaking Yeah, of. I feel like, you know, we we we're at a place where we're literally <clears throat> helpless unless we were to literally remove ourselves from this entire system. Like boom, y'all got it. Like y'all cuz they they wouldn't even know what rules to make. They wouldn't even know how to handle us. You know what I'm saying? Like and because we're here trying to be integrative and trying to be together and all this extra stuff or whatever. Like, I really don't know or see how that's going to be possible. Like, as much as I want to close my eyes and be like, oh, can we just go back to normal? Like, clearly normal wasn't good enough. But I don't know what's going to be the better part either. So, like I said, it's just uh, <coughs> depression. <laughs> that's my closing word. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. <clears throat> All right, Trey. Take us home. Okay. Talk so, um, I'm gonna piggyback off of some of what Steph just said, and what Samira said, and <laughs> what Josh said. But uh, one of the biggest things is, uh, first of all, uh, as a black man in America, uh, it is very frustrating. Uh, we're not happy. We're not okay. We're actually pissed and very frustrated. Um, everyone mentioned, you know, if you're in a situation, you have kids that's in this world, and I actually have two black sons. Come on, father. So, you're talking about a situation a where there's issues that my <clears throat> grandfather dealt with, there's issues with my dad has dealt with, there's issues that I've dealt with that I know that my kids are going to have to deal with as well. That's the insane part about this shit. Right? So, it hits you harder. It hits it in every way. Now, I've heard... <clears throat> Stories that I love about my granddad, and that he would correct racism on spot, no problem. And back then, from what I've heard, they would get tickets, like for <coughs> assault type charges. And, where, and where's your where's your grandpa? What, you like, mean? what area was that? So Just he he mind. he's from South Georgia, right? Ooh. Country, 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 right? But then he he relocated to Atlanta. So I'm assuming, being that he was more in the Atlanta area, I guess when some of his assaults that he was giving to people. Mm -hmm. So he was assaulting the Yeah, he he okay. he check it on site. Like so and my dad my dad would tell a story. Ticket. They my dad they used to love wrestling. So they went to a, a wrestling match and uh a, a white man chose to call my aunt uh the N word mm -hmm. and tell her that she shouldn't be sitting in the seat that she was in. Mm. So at before the wrestling match was over, they had to leave a little early because my granddad knocked them out. Mm -hmm. 
And they it's, well, yeah, and they, and they wind up, they wind up like catching them later, and and he got a ticket for it or whatever. Um, now I will racking tickets up left and right. Yeah, now I will say that you know from the stories I heard, he's giving he's been getting more than one ticket, and it didn't matter if you were black or white, he he gave same treatment. So, but that was something that he addressed and was standing for uh, early and off top. Um, it's kind of like what Josh was saying too, um, in a sense. Like, I'm. I've never been a person to to like bullies, and so if if I had a friend that was a little bit overweight, and you were the person who wanted to crack jokes on them because they were overweight, then now I would <clears throat> insert myself in because I'm. You know, that's, that's a you problem then. Right. So yeah. now, so now I I want to defend that person because you know it's just bullies. That shit whack to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying and. If you're a person like that, then you couldn't, you cannot have a clear conscience watching some of the shit that's going on in this country, because the shit's damn near bullyish. You know what I'm saying? Damn the shit's sly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The shit's crazy. It's crazy. You know what I mean? So literally and figuratively. Um, real quick. Yeah. I know I said I wasn't about to bring up anything specific. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of NYC cops mm-hmm. bitching and moaning um, about. Being treated like animals. Oh, I saw. That. I was like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he said, "Because uh, uh, <clears throat> they were talking about defunding them, right? Is that what it was?" Well, I mean, that's a part of it. We're yeah, not thugs. Were... We're not animals, and all that. Yeah. I'm I like, bro, you literally choke niggas, kill them. But you've been caught. <clears throat> but hold up. But you you dealt with that for a week. They can't handle the person. Yeah, we deal with that for a lifetime. 400 years? For a lifetime. But remember, in <laughs> we're, we're tougher, you know? Like, I don't know if you guys have seen or heard any of the doctors that have spoke out about how black people get, like, lesser treatment because in their mind, we're we're supposedly prone to be able ridiculous. to take more pain than other people. So we're less likely to be taken seriously when we say oh, that especially we're maternal health right yeah, now, exactly. like African American women, mm-hmm. their their death rates, mortality rate, exactly, mm-hmm. are higher. Right. They're like, oh, she's lying. She's not in that much pain. They think that Let me get to this white woman and, who's screaming and yelling mm-hmm. when she's mm-hmm. probably feeling more than you. We are. I saw a, a article. They were talking about how back in the day, quote unquote. They would operate on black women without any kind yeah, of yeah anesthesia because they felt like black women. They felt like they didn't. They didn't. The, they didn't have the, pain. But the healthcare like, code. What? But yeah. the healthcare code yeah. ethics when it came to us back then, it was not hello Tuskegee experiment non-existent. <laughs> no, y'all know about and I'm that. Not, and I'm not trying to get off topic, y'all. But yeah. just to throw something out there real quick. I'm just gonna throw Hitler in there, right? Huh. People will sit there and wonder like, oh, he just you know he just thought of these ideas on his own. The thing about it is. Hitler got his ideas when it came to medical experiments from the U.S. Because during that time, that was Tuskegee going on. Mm. Those mm. were the, the the ethics where they're literally experimenting on us. They're not getting any type of consent. They're not letting us know what's, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. He got his ideas from the U.S. during the time mm. where we saw the biggest part of inequality when it came to healthcare and medicine. Mm. Mm. So he got the idea to oh I'm gonna sit there and start doing this to these type these this group of people because they're doing it over there to blacks. He didn't get that shit just out of nowhere in a dream. You know what I mean? It was going on back then, and the fact that it influenced somebody else that led to another situation with another group of people. But just just check your history. Go ahead, Dre. Sorry. But mm. Random fact for y'all. 
crazy. Makes sense really though. Crazy. Yeah. Shit nasty. Hmm. Um. What was that? Sorry. People stop bullying. Yes. Yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't like that, but that's what's going on. Uh, it's funny, I was watching a um, a little clip, and it was a white guy, and he was just talking about how, um, you know, through all these different uprisings he's seen uh, in the last couple of years, he kind of, he said, he said, honestly, man, like, he said, I, w- I was unbothered. You know, it is what it is. He's like that's just how I felt as a as a as a you know a white man. I'm in South South. Uh, he's from South Alabama, and uh, he said that it wasn't until recently he saw the video footage of the older white guy getting pushed down by the police, and he falls down and hits his head. He's bleeding from his ear, and the police like keep walking, like they like you in the way. You know what I'm saying? And he said that really resonated with him because. Um, the most important person in his life is his grandmother, which is around that age. And he felt like if they were to push her down, he he felt that one. He embodied that because he can put his grandma in that situation. And he said, you know what? That That's wrong. It just is what it is. That's wrong. And he said he stepped back from that situation. He said, you know what? He said, black people are 100% right. He said, because these situations that they're rioting for and protesting for is because they can take themselves and put themselves in those same shoes as these people that are being killed and mistreated over and over again. He's like, so the feelings I felt a thousand times in this one situation, he's like, he's watching and realizing that all the times he was unbothered by black people are dealing with this shit daily. It's a fact. And just living life. Just living life. And And I do it. It's crazy how certain situations (coughs) just like that, the light bulb doesn't come on for certain people. It doesn't. For for a lot of people, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that that's kind of the scary part too. Um, I've had you know I I grew up in uh, being from Clayton County. You know when we first moved to Clayton County, it was predominantly, I would say predominantly white, and then it just gradually turned into a black community. You know what I'm saying? Of what we would consider a black community. Uh, by the time I got to high school, it was pretty much a black community. Uh, so I had plenty of time being around white people, dealing with them, socializing, learning, you know, how to kind of move around them, kind of realize. One thing, one thing I knew very early, right? And I think this is really, really, really big for us as a people, for black people. You know, skin color shouldn't fucking matter. A hundred percent, it shouldn't matter. But in reality, it does. And the reason I said it is because realizing I was a light-skinned kid, lighter color eyes, I realized how I would be received, just like Steph said, by black people and by white people. Yeah. So I realized early that white people would, would look at me and see me as less of, a, less of a quote-unquote threat to them. Right, but I knew black people would view me as "quote unquote" soft or mm-hmm. another light skin. Nigga. Yeah, what do we say? What we, what we call that, a house that, nigga? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That so skin perception. I, yeah. I I knew those were two perceptions that I would automatically get, no matter where I go. Right. Um, I think as black people, we have to be very very aware of how we're received. It just is what it is. That's, that's, no matter where you go, 
you're here in America, we definitely need to fucking know. If you're outside of America, you need to know. You know, I knew when we, we me and you, we took a trip, we went to DR. Mm-hmm. I knew that in, in DR, I would possibly be received as one of the countrymen there because mm-hmm. that's how a lot of them actually favored how I look. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? But if we would have had somebody with us who, you know, looked a little bit, probably different, more, yeah. maybe more <laughs> closer to an African descent, then I know that that person would be perceived and seen differently. It just is what it is. So we that's one thing we need to be on top of as a people as well. So we're making sure that you 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 know, you keep yourself safe. Knowing what's going on, be aware at all times. Um, just like we're saying, I would love to have do one of these with a with a police officer. Yeah. Because I think that policing in America, it's a problem. hundred and ten percent. It's a big problem. It's a huge disconnect between what they're being told to do, what they're being instructed to do. And the way that we need to handle them as a people. Things that, that you can say no to and things that you need to just say, whatever, we'll fight this in court. Yeah. And I think that it's too many situations that we're running into. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I could walk out of here right now and be profiled. 110%. You know, I've, I've been arrested on different occasions um, for different things. I've, I've For... What I feel like is stupid stuff or stuff that's really minute, but at the same time, it wasn't a fight for me to have with a with an officer right then yeah. on the spot. You know what I'm saying? But you got to know that. Exactly. So, <clears throat> so for myself, I said, you know what? Cool, we're handling the court. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a, a bro, bro side? No, I don't want to take nothing. Do you have? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not answering any questions. If any, if I'm being detained and I'm being detained, we good. We'll talk about this in court. Right. See, my issue with that, and not to cut you off, but like, if y'all have been seeing the kind of comparative mm-hmm. stories where it's like, Billy, 18 years old. Oh, the you know, I saw the two on robbery. Did, yeah. did this, whatever. Yeah. You know, five months probation. <clears throat> exactly. DeAndre, you know, 18 years old, this, 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 whatever. Exactly. 26 years. Like, what the right. freak? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, that's what I meant by it's the system. It's not even just the police officers, it's them too, but it's like, I don't know if, well, obviously you said you've been in court before or whatever, and so have I, and I've watched, like, the police officer come in and talk to, like, let's say, Trey, you, I mean, not to put you in the situation, but you mm-hmm. go into court or whatever, you got your lawyer that you're paying for, right. and I'm watching your lawyer go speak to the police officer that's that's on what trial for, like, to, tell, to say that you did something or whatever, right. and they chopping it up, they like, nah, let's give him five, no, you get, I don't know what they're saying, but that's what it looked like, it's like, right. no, you give him 12, I'll take your wife to golf tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking and I'm like, wow. And then that person goes and talks to the judge or whatever. And it's like, it's really y'all all in on it. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it, it blows my mind. Like, Big it's time. not even... So, so to piggyback off of no that... getting away from to it. To piggyback off of that, you're, I, I feel like you're 100% right. Um, one, of, one, of my, uh, one of the times I was detained was for uh, suspicion of uh, DUI. Mm-hmm. A suspicion of it, right? Mm-hmm. So an officer who felt like um, there was a smell of marijuana in my vehicle, mm-hmm. even though I do not smoke marijuana. <laughs> he so, felt like it. Just right. He, he felt like in his body. And so they wanted to search my vehicle. I told him no. They wanted to uh, wanted me to take a roadside breathalyzer. Now, I have a couple of guys 
uh, that I know that are police officers. Mm -hmm. And they've all instructed me. And that's another thing I really think we need to do as a black community. <laughs> they instruct me. They said, you never have to consent to a search. Mm -hmm. Of course, we hear that in a rap song. Oh, it's cool. So we're going to tell them no. Whatever. You don't ever have to take a breathalyzer. You don't ever have to take any roadside sobriety test. Period. Because that roadside sobriety test is at the officer's discretion. So he can tell you to walk a straight line. He can tell you walk on one leg. And if he doesn't feel like you did that the right That's way, the then you go to jail. I literally, and like, gonna my homegirl was like, they did that. the pen thingy where they move into the left <coughs> exactly. and right. And they said that he didn't move his eyes fast exactly. enough. Exactly. So I'm like, what's fast enough for you exactly. and fast enough for me? Like, my eyes ain't shifty, nigga. Like, they move. You know what I'm 100%. saying? Like, so that, that, but the thing is, even in saying that, when I was saying, like, how we try to tell our boys or our brothers or our sons or whatever, like, hey, just follow what they say or don't do this or don't do that. Dang, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. Once they get to court, you feel like it's not fair. No, not even that. It's just like you still going to get, like, you say that caught up anyways. That's well, not what it's I was like, saying. It's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Well, the bad, the bad part about it is kind of what you're saying. Like, it, it becomes, it is a money game, in my opinion. Uh, I wound up having to oh, pay. Oh, that's not what I was going to say is you can still do that. And, like, like let's say how you said... If you was like, oh, now you're not searching my car. Now for them, they're like, bet he doesn't want me to search his car because he actually has something to hide. When right. it's really like, no, I'm trying to, you know, utilize my rights to not let you just right. be all up in my stuff. And so because of that, then to me, in their mind, they're going to heighten whatever they was going to do to you initially. They're like, okay, let me take it up to cold. It's cold red, guys. He doesn't want me to check it. Now I'm dropping you to the ground. I'm, You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm being extra forceful with you. Because you're not being compliant because I'm the master and I you're supposed to do what I tell you to do. Well, I think the biggest thing in in the different situations that I've had with, with police, um, in my head, I've already... It, once a police officer shows up, for me, once a police officer shows up, once it's understood that I'm, I'm being detained, then there's nothing else to talk to them about. There's no arguing. There's no... And I see, I see a but lot of these situations. But nothing and... They're, they can, if he's mad at you for saying nothing, like, oh, you don't hear me talking to you, boy, but, or whatever. But, but those videos I don't see. Yeah. Right? So th that could happen. Don't get me wrong. But those aren't the videos that I see. Mm. What I see is... Because I feel like we've seen both. We've seen the ones where they do, they do, you know, talk back. Well, I don't I have see, to do nothing you say. Da, da, da. And I've seen the ones where they don't do anything. And, Sir, I'm not going to and, and I'm not going to argue on the case of the police at all. All I'm saying is for black Americans... Black nationalists in America, right? Bro, just fight this shit in court. Like, the what argument is not to be had. The, I don't a police like officer is not going to. You say nothing and they gonna, they're going to drag you out of your car. Let's say your, your door is not even open. They're going to bash your window, first of all. They're going to pull you out the window that they just broke, slam you onto the ground. Now you got all type of ribs, bruises, and all this extra stuff or whatever because you decided to not follow their directions. And I understand that. But, like, like, what I'm saying is, those aren't the situations that I'm seeing. You know, the situations that I'm seeing are just just arguing in court, bro. Like like the Eric Garner situation drives me crazy because they wanted to arrest him so bad or stop or they got into it or whatever happened because he was selling what cigarettes or some shit. Yeah, bro, that ain't nothing to argue with them folks about, man. Just goddamn, if it's that, man, all right, cool, we gonna go to court. I know I don't want to go to fucking jail. Nobody has time. I didn't plan my day to go to fucking jail. I've been, I've been arrested for pissing outside. Exactly. I didn't plan to go to jail that night. Right. But I wasn't going to argue with a cop 
about yeah, that. Like, it's not worth it. You see what I'm saying? At that point, bro, it's not going to turn into this nigga got into a fight with a cop or, or this cop and this cop. He got shot at for pissing outside. They, nigga, I go to court. I'm I, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to jail. I bond out for free. Use my signature bond. And keep that shit pushing. Pay a $25 ticket. That's the problem, though. Like, they like... It's always a pissing contest with a cop, I think. Right. So, it, it, but, so but they can't win. They don't. They don't. It's already bad. Yeah. They they get to they get to be petty, right? So if you if you want to exactly. if you want to piss on their shoe and tell them it's raining, cool. Guess what? You go to jail. They going to throw they going to throw every kind of bullshit charge they can find at you mm-hmm. for right. whatever, right? But you get to court and now you got you 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 have your day in court, like Trey said, and it's like. Okay, the judge is gonna look at you and be like, "Okay, that was a bad charge. This is stupid. That's stupid." Frankly, are they? Sometimes. I mean, I mean, listen. Billy, that they see on a weekly basis, that they go golfing with, they be like, "Bet, I got you." I'm gonna show how bad this is. I went to. I was arrested and taken to jail by a black police officer, a black woman, for urinating in public. Yeah. Like that day, I could, I could have really like. Spazzed out on her. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? That situation could have got real bad mm-hmm. because we're tired of this shit. We're tired but, of being. But see, you know, you could have gave me a ticket. If yeah, anything, the shit like, is not that serious. The part that really bothers me though is it get it only gets bad for you. Exactly. It it never exactly. it never gets bad for them. You know what I mean? Like, you you have to actually get to court for someone to see, for people to see that the cop was. Odin. They're they're exactly. they're pressing it. If you're in a they're, course where that's the case. They're looking yeah. they're looking to have an issue. They had a bad day, they projecting that shit on you. Exactly. So if you spaz out on this black officer who is trying to quote unquote do her job, she being an asshole, but you like, you know what, fuck it. I'm not about to argue with you. Just arrest me and let's go. Like what do what you gotta do, let's get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like you get to court, you get a, a twenty five dollar fine, and and now you get to look at it on your way out, and you, you can tell her to fuck off if you want to. Yeah, but, I mean it's 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 bad, but like one thing that that the way I look at it is I say that you know what I mean I I much rather have a day in court than situations get to where some of these situations are getting to. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a uh, fact. Not saying that all of these could have been avoided and couldn't. I don't know the the exact how everything escalated, especially in this last one. That shit, that one drives me crazy. I don't yeah. even want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for some know. of the situations I see, Trayvon Martin situation, that one drives me crazy. Because this nigga wasn't even a fucking cop. I ain't even going to talk about that. <clears throat> I ain't going to talk about that. Um, but I'm looking at some, just some of the, as black people, we have to know how bad the policing is. We have to know by fucking now what the perception is of us. And, yeah. and you got to move. Like, you got to, you really, we really have to make sure that we're being on our toes. And how do we do that? It, have your day in court. Yeah. Like, all, all the arguing, like, some of the shit that we argue, I've seen, I've seen situations, I'm pretty sure we all have, where you see motherfuckers mashing out on the cops, I'm like, bro, like, it's a day in court, bro. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, it's not even that serious. But what about the day in court that ends you up in jail? Like, is it something that you deserve to go to jail for? No. There's, there's situations that no. they, you do shit. And if there's like, a precedent yeah. where somebody else got community service and you get <clears throat> 25 years in jail, then no. I mean, not, not, 
Now, I, I can't, I'm not going to, I can't even speak towards sentencing and these judges yeah, that yeah, keep that's what I'm appointed. Saying. Now, that goes into our So, ability. you might say, no, that goes well, yeah, our, just, go to, just go to court. And I'd be like, nah, my homeboy, when he went, this is what happened to him. I'm not going to do that. So, that's why I'm going to go back and forth with this cop. So, you're going to die? So, but you're not going to die on the spot. You're not like, trying I'm, to die, yeah. Right, but what I'm saying is niggas are dying on the spot. Yeah. Like, these niggas, the, the police officer, you're not judges. Yeah. You don't you don't dictate these niggas livelihood. You don't do that. Your job is to detain and take them to jail if need be. That's it. You know the shitty niggas part? Niggas are dying on the spot. Yeah. The yeah. shitty part to me is when 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 the officers when the officer or officers spaz out and it's a fatal situation on our end, mm-hmm. um, they just get to go and paint this picture that this cop was a model citizen and he was just doing his job and homeboy went crazy. That's the perception that they want to get. Not even that. You already know, you know for, I mean? for, the, for the dude, they're going to find a freaking <clears throat> mugshot from when he was 12 and took a <clears throat> lollipop from even the gas station. Even if you don't have a mugshot. Right, right, right. Yeah, or whatever. They're going to be like, oh, uh, Travion, who, who, yeah. who owed $50,000 in back child support, mm-hmm. was just shocked. Like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying? Like, not the nigga who owned a business and who had this and that or whatever. Like... So yeah, they look for that's the worst. why I say like it's kind of for me. I'm just like it's at a place where we're else. I think that helpless. I think there are, there are a couple of things that we need to make sure that we're doing as a as a black community, as black people in America. Um, number one, uh, we need to become way better. And I say I say this, and this is general. I'm not giving a blueprint of it right now, but we need to do better at controlling our dollar. Uh, I'm sitting here, I'm watching these huge companies. That are apologizing after they make stupid ass statements. Listen, mm. if if people are so fucking naive that you think that these companies are having a quote unquote change of face, yeah. they're not. Yeah. What these companies are doing, they just came out of a goddamn pandemic where they almost had to close down however many fucking stores. They realize the biggest fucking spenders in America are black people. Yeah. We don't produce shit. All we do is fucking consume. That's it. So they want our money. Yeah. 110%. They, they need it. They need it. They need it. Like, Literally. okay, you, you free slaves, cool. These are the people you make money off of. Yeah. Right? They make money off of us. We're the ones paying these huge enterprises. I don't give a fuck what it is. We're buying We're the their ones houses. Paying. They're paying for their houses, their cars, their whatever. Everything. Just like we was building their everything. houses and their everything before that. Everything. We're the ones that we are that are spending kids. the money. We make money, yes. We make money. Some of us, some of us make more money than others. But then, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Black people do. We'll make millions of dollars, right? What kind of car are we gonna go buy? Some mm. bullshit. We gonna get a Rolls Royce. Mm. <laughs> We're Mama gonna go get a Ferrari. <laughs> we go to these dealerships. We gonna go to the to the exotic car <laughs> rental. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We go to all these nice spots to get these cars. Go we chops, go get this jury. Chops lobster bar. Yeah, yeah. We go to chops. We not going to uh, freaking. Um, you know what I'm saying? We pull up. We at Benyana's. <laughs> we not a busy bee. You know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Guess what we going when we get that big money that we making? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Like these white folks know they not they not dumb. Come on, man. Listen, mm-hmm. they're they're way too intelligent. It's not a problem with them being intelligent. The only problem is we're not being intelligent mm-hmm. as well. There's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with working jobs. Making money with no matter whatever race it is, but us spending our spending power, our spending power should be majority with us. Mm-hmm. 
But we it's have, not because then you know it's related to oh well black people whether it's I don't know their business wise they don't got good customer service they this they that whatever right. which so, is which is huge too I'm, you that's a, that's a really good point too um, when it comes to customer service it's, it's this is real funny I had this conversation with somebody about Chick Fil A right mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I think everybody loves Chick Fil A, even though I think they had some questionable shit going on recently. No, I don't know. They support Trump. Stuff. They do. do they? I mean, they I, I, I don't know. I'm just I saying. think they, like they had something going on. I know that was bad, and then they they they're like did something else. I feel like they're their own population. Yeah. You know? So, but with Chick Fil A, it's just funny because like clearly it's it's their training, right? There's no like no other place you can go. And get the service that you get at Chick Fil A. I feel really special when I go right? to Chick Fil A. Yeah, like, like it's like gorgeous. Yeah, it's like when you go to Publix. Like I went to Kroger, they didn't acknowledge me. I was like, uh, I went Publix, to Publix. You got somebody, yeah. Good morning. Do you need help? Angry now, like, do you do you want help with your bags, please? I try to I try to get a buggy. They were like, no, not that one. You got to get this one because I just wiped all these down. I got you know it like they they, they 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 get it done, special. but yeah. that's just that's just training. So mm-hmm. as as a people, as a culture, black people in America, we just have to do better at those kind of things. But you know why we do that goes back to kind of the black on black like discrimination, low key, because it's like if I have my I'm, I'm, I don't have my black business, but let's say I have my black business, I see mm-hmm. black people come in, I'm like, bad they they gonna come in here, they gonna cause a ruckus, they're not gonna put, they're not gonna if it's a restaurant, they're not gonna give me no tip, they're not gonna whatever. Then my attitude is different towards you versus when I see the white people come into my same spot. Oh, you know, let me make sure I take care of them because they're going to tip me good. They're going to this and that or whatever. So automatically, I'm giving you that bad service. So now I leave and I'm like, I'm never going back to a black restaurant again. Yeah. And these white people are like, oh, we got, you know, go on a field trip today. We went to this southern food cuisine and got whatever we needed. And now we can go back to Chops. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then when we go to Chops, like... They got, you know, the white people they going to take care of and then they going to look at us like, oh, here go these niggas. Like, so it's kind of like, where do you go? You know what I'm saying? If you can't go to Bella Noche, <laughs> you know, but she I'm, just saying, she I'm just saying, it's then just like, you go, then where, you know, but it's, 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 we have to take, we have to take accountability at the fact that we do that, you know, like just. If if it, if you was braiding a white girl's hair, you braiding a black girl's hair, you go tell the black girl she got to be there 15 minutes prior exactly. to, you taking her tip, and if she doesn't show up a minute before the time that you're going to start, then you're going to take somebody else or whatever, and then she gets there, and she still got to wait 45 minutes. But Becky walks in, and you're going to take her before you take the girl who had an appointment <coughs> before she did. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, both sides are damned because you got to stop looking at people like that, but then you have to stop treating me that way, or I am going to go to the white people. Like The craziest thing is this, right? Because I had this conversation with my sister. I said, listen, because she, she had complaints about uh, uh, a black-owned business that she was doing some business with. And I told her, I said, listen, um, when's the last time you stopped shop- shopping at Walmart just because they didn't have a product that you wanted? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So as black people, we'll, as black people, we'll condemn black businesses if something isn't 100% right. Mm-hmm. But white businesses we don't mm-hmm. we don't do that but it's more about the service less for instance, about the tell product me, tell yeah. me, for instance right right go ahead we just had pizza mm-hmm. we had <laughs> salads <laughs> correct pizza. correct Wait, but do we know if this is a black owned business or not no. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did just have pizza and, my... and and we ordered some salads and there was some dressing missing from the salad there you go right <laughs> now 
Now, <laughs> if this was a black owned business, they would have made that. sure that they had the, the dressing. No. With Theirs the would have been in. It would have been in. All right. Case closed. Case closed. Case closed. Black business would have left the salad dressing out, and then I would have got over there. They would have been like, "Dang, bitch, you ain't got to be rude about it." And I would have been like, "Are you kidding me? I ordered the salad. How did you leave the dressing out?" But do you order back? Do you order back? No. Yes. I mean, because at this point, at this point, that place needs to be dead. Exactly. They they made you. They made you walk. We the company of cancel. We the freaking culture of canceling people. We the cancer culture. Just leave. Like, nope, you cancel. We, they should have gave canceled. a free pizza. Exactly. They should have went above me. So that's my thing. Like we don't we don't condemn their businesses. I do. As easily as we condemn our businesses. That's that's kinda like the thing. And and a big thing is we need to change our mindset. I was talking about this. I said, <clears throat> um, when we see black people, change our mindsets instead of saying, What they looking at? We need to change our mindset to, you know what I'm saying? Look at that person and say Damn, that could be a cousin of yours. Oh, let me tell this story. Not you know to, I know we, we running out of time or whatever. It's real, real fast. But like my homegirl, <laughs> she's a lawyer. And she, well, she used to work for the uh, district attorney or whatever, but on the prosecutor side, right? Mm-hmm. And for the juvenile justice she's system. My but So <laughs> we were going out one time. I parked the car in this park that was nearby the spot that we was going to. I think it was homecoming or something like that or whatever. So I parked the car, whatever, no no second thought in my mind. I pressed the lock button, whatever. We walk into the little, I don't know, wherever the, the area was at where people was tailgating or whatever. And she's looking back like three, four times. She's like, I'm like, girl, what you looking at? She's like, you didn't see those little boys that was playing around by the, uh, by the car? Mind you, I parked the car at a park. So I'm like, yeah, niggas is playing. It's the park. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she's like... Nah, like, you know, I see I see enough of them on a regular basis. They probably got to uh, break into the car and this is that, whatever. And I'm like, Man, so literally you just, and this is a black, my, my homegirl's black. I'm black, she black, we both black. She's Jamaican, but whatever. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just saying that to say that she's Caribbean, so I'm not going to lie, Caribbean but, people see African-American people differently. I'm not going to lie, they do. Fact. But in my mind, I was, and, and like I said, she's a prosecutor on the, like, district attorney's whatever side. So she's used to these kids coming into her court and yeah, her having to prosecute them. Right. So when she sees them, her automatic mindset is they're up to no good, they're trouble, they're this and that. They might have broken out of the, you know, freaking detention center that they were staying at or whatever, <laughs> and they about to break into the car. Not thinking to me, like I said, who's who's not desensitized to it or whatever. I'm like, I'm parked at a park. There's going to be kids hanging around the car or whatever. And they wasn't even by the car, but How old were the kids? Like, you know, 16, 17, maybe? Yeah, like middle schoolish, middle, middle schoolish. Middle school? I mean, 16. maybe a little bit older. <laughs> well, I, 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 I guess. Not, he just guessed. He just guessed. Yeah, like they, I don't know, 16. maybe 14, 15, 16. Yeah. I don't know. They See weren't black people. God damn. It's because I'm light skinned. You know is that what it is? They weren't children. They didn't, yeah, they weren't toddlers. Look like they were old enough to be hanging out outside by themselves. They, 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 they had a trick, y'all, for the nigga face. And I came back to my car. My car was fine. But I had that, that in my mind. I was like, she feels this way and sees these kids that way because of her job. And, and what she has to do. Kind of like related to what Trey mentioned with like the black female officer that, that stopped you. Like I would low-key expect that from the white like officer. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? So you, I think, you would look at it and think yeah, like, I think at least like goes, be racially just goes molded, back to what like, Trey God, said man. about like us adjusting our mentality and our mindset when we see each other. Yeah. You know, whether it's color wise you know who's lighter who's darker whether it's you know little black boy little black girl she's this and her hair is nappy you know we can go into that conversation and talk about that like 
But it's, we just got to do better. You got to do better. So we can't expect them to look at us some type of way. We look at each and other. And we look at each way. other different. So, yeah. Right. So basically, we do have to hold ourselves accountable. We do. That, as, as we have to uncondition ourselves. But it's, it's a work in progress. It, it is. Yeah. And, and like, like, yeah. like most things, there is a lot of work to be done. Um, but I do think that us coming together and expressing our concerns as people individually, I think that that says a lot. Yeah. I mean, it is a small representation of what we have going on overall in the world. But um, I think the biggest thing is actually acknowledging how we feel. Um, obviously, we've suppressed a lot of things for quite some time. We've had to. Yeah, and right now, I think this is this is The release good. of the suppression. It is. And, and that's only some of it. Yeah. It's only some, but again, <clears throat> for me, I, I think that to get the best results, it's always baby steps. You know, yeah. work, you got you got to figure it out. You have to be real with yourself. You have to be real with what your reality is and understand what another person's reality is, like Dre said. It, you know, um, but I do want to say I do appreciate everyone for sharing um, at this point, you know. Niggas mm-hmm. is tired, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're here for each other. I think we're here for each other and just continue to to uplift each other, support each other. Uh, just be yes. So just be present. Be present. Be present. That does not mean that you don't have the right to take time to yourself and to decompress and to you know find a safe space where you can be away from those feelings and and those emotions at a moment in time you know take the time to yourself that you need to you don't have to be engulfed in all of the negativity at all times it is happening but i feel like for me or anybody else who might have the mindset where it's overwhelming it is okay to take a step back and just tend to your own self whether it's just a you know freaking bath or something to relax if you don't want to answer your phone for a day, don't want to be on Instagram for a day, like take that time to yourself as well. Facts. Um, I'm going to say this. Uh, I think that uh, we all need to make sure that we're, we're doing everything we can do uh, positively moving forward. Um, and I must say this before I exit stage left. Big shout out to Lil Baby. The song, he, the song he dropped, the bigger picture. I don't, yeah, know, if all, I don't know if everybody's heard it, I heard no. it, but you all need to check that out. Little baby, the bigger mm-hmm. picture, big time, best song of the summer, best song of the year so JK far. JK Bullet can take so. us out. What you got? In conclusion, I would like to say, just kind of echo what Steph said. Take a moment for yourself. Um, deal with things how you can. Um, whatever helps you get through it. Um, just be here. Like Samira said. And you will get through it. You know? Um, Together. Together. That's it. That's the only way we can do it. So. We out. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Let's get it.